Hey guys, I'm Bailey, and welcome back to Bailey's TV's Rants, where I rant about all my favorite TV shows. Hello everybody, and welcome back to the podcast today. I have a very special guest, Kevin from Tales of Black Badge. Kevin, how are you? I am doing excellent. Thank you, Bailey. Great to be here. Yeah, very excited. This is, uh, I, I started this podcast doing uh, more having guests, friends, people my age and stuff, um, very much found through social media, TikTok stuff. And I kind of finished everybody on my list. And so I shot my shot and I got Kevin on here and I'm very grateful to have like the OG Winona Earp podcaster here. Like were were you the first Winona podcast? Like was Tales of Black Badge the first one that you know of? Uh, yes, first one that I was aware of. A couple others started up not long after, but uh, yeah, uh, we launched uh, actually in late March, a couple of weeks before the show even premiered. So we were off the ground fast. Yeah, that's insane. If for people who don't know, Tales of Black Badge started when Winona started, the very beginning, and it's been Kevin and Bonnie the whole way through. Mm-hmm. And I think. It's, I love how you guys do your podcast. I watch the show and I think my own things. And then I listen to your guys' podcast. I'm like, I did not think about it like that at all. You guys, like <laughs> the insight that I didn't even think about was like, holy cow, it's amazing. Well, that's the great thing about the Erpers though and the Erp fandom. It's the same way for me, even after we talk about some topics. I love to listen to other podcasts or vidcasts or you know, read through recaps because so many people see other things. It just makes it so much richer every time I, you know, rewatch an episode. Yeah, it's amazing. So let's get started. We're going to start off with Winona Earp, obviously, because I think that's where our uh, podcast interests mostly lie with. Um, Season four was once an incredible season, big kind of present to the Earpers in a way because we had fought for season four. Mm -hmm for what, like year and a half, two years? I mean, it was, it was 22 months between episodes between season three and season four. So we waited quite a long time. Yeah. 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 Close to two. And, um, and so all the things, I think a lot of people got what they asked for this season. And I, my favorite season so far would, what, what did you think of season four? Well, yeah, I mean, after what happened with the fight, I mean, we spent several months not even knowing if we get that season four. Um, you know, certainly Emily and her amazing writing team made sure to have, along with a, you know, totally kick-ass story and, and some wonderful character stuff, we all, we also got so many Herper nods, so many boops and other things, oh, yeah. as they call them, to call back to the fandom and the show and everything else. I mean, it was just such a, such a blessing, really, um, yeah. you know. I love to see the discussions of folks trying to pick a favorite season. <laughs> Everybody's got different bits. Obviously, the most recent one tends to yeah. be the one folks pick, and certainly with all the emotional points in there. Um, yeah. I, I certainly get it. But then you start to go back and you do a rewatch, and then you're like, oh, I don't know. I really like this season, too. Because the, yeah. the question I get so, so often is, well, what's your favorite episode of I Don't Know? And I always have the same answer, which is the last one I watched because they are all just so good. And yeah, you might have ones that you gravitate to on a rewatch, or, you know, fave that way. But man, there is just so much good stuff in every one of them. It's just 
what did I see last? <laughs> exactly. I think like every season I have like my favorite episodes. I can never like put one before the other because I like them for different reasons mm-hmm. and they hit home in different spots. And so I'm just like, what are your favorite episodes? Well, they're kind of like three of them that are all on the same level of being my favorite. And I think it's incredible that so many people relate to the show in so many different ways. And and that's the best part about this fandom is people come for it for different reasons. And there's so many different, like the diversity in the fandom in general is insane. And I think finding that through the show is the best part of it. We all have this one thing and then it kind of just grows from there about what we, you know, become friends and family like through the mm-hmm. fandom. I I couldn't have asked for anything better. Like I I started watching 2018. So like season three is when I really started watching it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like get into the fandom. Not that I wasn't a nerfer, but I didn't like really participate on social media until last October. And then once I started doing that, I immediate friends, immediate family. I think I have like a core group. I talk to like almost every day. Yeah, and it's, that, that's, that's the beauty, isn't it? You just, it doesn't matter when you found the show. Yeah. Once you get into this, you know, the social side, be it Twitter or Facebook or wherever, when you find the other Erpers, it's just such an amazing connection so quick. Yeah. So with your podcast, you always, I love on Twitter, you always end up giving like little hints about what the episode will be like before. And then everybody goes crazy because <laughs> we're like, what is this supposed to mean? I remember for, um, <laughs> for 409, you put like, the chicken emoji and everybody's like why is there a chicken <laughs> here it's so good but um you and bonnie get the um early like release screeners for the episodes mm-hmm. how far in advance do you watch those well it's interesting i've um i've been podcasting myself since 2005 um covering genre tv shows movies and things and uh several years ago uh, we got a connection with the folks at the Sci-Fi Channel, so they gave us access to screeners for most of their shows, um, which is great. Helps a lot, certainly with the podcast we do to be prepared and, and to help talk up shows. And you know, for many of them, you know, over the course of time, you know, I enjoy many shows. I'm a big fan of a lot of them. And you know, I'll gobble some up here or there as they put screeners out. For some shows, they put like you know most of a season up even before it starts sometimes, or just you know some a couple days ahead, whatever. It varies based on the show production schedules, but um, for what I want to Earth, what we what I definitely found is those are often there, you know, several weeks in advance. Sometimes based on the, the season and kind of where they are in the season. But the thing I found, it actually was back in season two, uh, the beginning of season two. So excited when we were coming back. It was almost a year between seasons, and Sci-Fi posted the first four episodes of season two a couple of weeks before it started. And I was so excited. I got to tell you, I gobbled up all four in a week. Uh, just couldn't stop. The problem was, while that was very exciting and, you know, watching those four episodes, I then had over a month with no new content, basically, for me. Plus the fact that as we're recording podcasts and doing our Whiskey and Donuts hangouts right after the airings, I had to be very careful what I said because I knew what was always going to come. And that kind of sucked, very honestly, because I had to, like, for half a second, stop. I couldn't get into a good discussion about speculation on what was going to happen because I kind of knew. So I made I realized that was a mistake. So from that point on, um, I only watched 
the next episode after we've recorded our podcast and done our online hangout uh, because it just it took away from the fun of in the moment certainly the same way with fans um, during the course of a week being able to speculate and as you know lots of fans talking up storylines um, being too far ahead just wasn't as much fun I had to be much quieter <laughs> yeah. to be on the safe side so blessing and curse blessing and curse depending oh, yeah. upon where you're at but yeah, yeah. doing doing the episode tease tweets uh, as you started to say there that kind of became that took on a life of its own I think it was season two when I started putting out you know I'd watch the episode three or four days ahead of its airing and then put out a tweet a day or two ahead of time no spoilers just a little bit of teases you know yeah. as Emily and some of the other people would do and that kind of took on a life of its own as you said a lot of folks like yourself were like oh what's what's the tease coming this week and yeah. what can I glean from it so all of a sudden then there was a little pressure like wow lots of folks are paying attention I got to be really mm -hmm. on the ball with this and and yeah. as you pointed out the one with the chicken kicker um, that one I was struggling a little bit with what to put you know and then I'll couple you know I'll rewatch the episode like once or twice just with the mindset of okay what can I tease without giving away and just, you know, I saw that scene, I laughed, and then it just occurred to me, oh my God, is there a chicken emoji? If there is, I'm going to use a chicken emoji. So yeah. sometimes inspiration hits in the weirdest places. Oh yeah, it's insane. I remember when talking about like Emily and the cast, like sometimes like to tease things out. I remember that there's like one night where Emily decided to tease all the names for the rest of the episodes. Oh, the episodes, yes. Mm -hmm. I it was insane because I I was talking with my friends and then I had to leave and I went to practice and then I came back and there everybody's like freaking out. I'm like, what is going <laughs> on here? And yeah, then they were talking about the names. I was like, oh my gosh, Emily. Know, well, and the way they do it too, where they use you know song titles. Um, yeah. And oftentimes early on, it was country songs and other things. And then everybody's scrambling to go look up the lyrics. Yeah. And then they're looking at the lyrics to determine what's going to happen in the episode. And then oh, seeing yeah. that's, that speculation is a whole nother rabbit hole that everybody's mm -hmm. going down. So that's why sometimes when folks will ask, you know, why is Winona Earp, you know, special to you? Why, why you know, is it is it like this? And I say, aside from how amazing the show it is and the people on it, it's the fans and how much we get so into every part of it mm -hmm. from discussing those and talking about their impact in our real lives. Like you said, just going nuts over episode titles. Yeah. Like who <laughs> um, would think, you know, things like that. And, and, you know, the potato licking in the trailer for the, uh, mm -hmm. you know, another season and all of the speculation on that. It's just, yeah. everybody embraces it. And it's just very special. It's quite crazy. The, like the things that Erpers do to like figure things out, like, Mm -hmm. I wonder, like, like, and everybody like thinks they have an idea of what's going to happen, and then it it's like the exact opposite of what's happening. <laughs> it's it's yep. so funny. Like everybody's like speculating about Eve and everything, and we're just like, she never came back. From what we know of, she has nope. not returned, and everybody's like. <laughs> where is she we don't know <laughs> we're like and like we didn't think jolene would come back i thought jolene was nope. gone there i you thought go. she was gone and i remember seeing in the trailer like somebody in the background of that cabin when it was the shot of waverly screaming for winona it's like who is that uh mm -hmm. never seen her before has blonde hair because it was blurred out obviously so it's like yeah new person no it's a same person from last season right yeah it was oh no the speculation on trailers, I, I remember we were blessed enough to get to visit the set for a couple of days back when they were shooting season two. And one of the nights, um, 
Emily took us out to dinner, myself and Bonnie, and also Bridget Chesky from the TV Junkies. And, uh, you know, I had a great conversation. It was very special, you know, having dinner with Emily and also uh, uh, Jordy from 724, one of the production companies. And uh, at the end of dinner, we're all getting ready to leave the restaurant. And this is we're kind of getting near the front door, getting ready to go out. Emily's like, oh, well, if you guys want, you know, I, I have the season two trailer on my phone. And this is like four months before it's going to air. And there's no I'm like, oh, are you kidding? Of course. And I, I, to this day, I will never forget the four of us just huddled in a corner near the front of a restaurant. Mind you, a nice restaurant. Booing and ahhing over the trailer. And like, play it again. Play it back. Play it again. And that's, that's the one that has the, the Waverly cheerleading tease in it. Mm, yeah. So you can imagine when that popped on, like, who is that? What is this? Go back. Go back. Play <laughs> <Yeah>. that again. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And then all of the fans and the podcasters and the folks doing reaction bids, folks like yourself, yeah. I mean, literally That's breaking so these things down frame yeah. by frame. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's so much fun to see. I like, like for myself, when I watch these shows, like I, I don't watch this show and I don't, I'm not that analyzing type of person. That's not how I watch TV shows. My friends definitely are. So every time mm -hmm. I talk with them and I just have a little bit of question, they'll like explain, like have a 10 minute explanation of like, one shot and I'm like whoa wait what's happening now <laughs> and then my whole mind just like starts turning gears I'm like oh this makes so much sense like it's insane and I like I'm a forgetful person so I'll watch something and then like something from season two like kind of pops back up I'm like wait did that happen and they're like mm -hmm. yes it happened I was like <laughs> oh my bad I'm sorry <laughs> like it's it's so interesting and I love um and I love like genre sci-fi television because everything like has a history to it in some way there's always something like lore or like it's like history like Winona like it's based off of wide herb and stuff like that and so I love seeing um the perky purgatory archaeologists on twitter and like yes. like mm -hmm. they go through like so many things I'm like oh my gosh this stuff's real and like having like and I learned about like the hot background like that last name and like how that actually related I was like I thought they just made that up as a joke like, I thought that was just like a pun for a name. I was like, no, this is real. Mm -hmm. yep. And it's so oh. interesting, like, Herbert's figuring out and like, Emily's like, yeah, I've been planning this the whole entire time, waiting for everybody to think about this. I'm like, <laughs> like, I don't understand, like, how she created this whole thing. And she has, still has more ideas. I'm like, I, like, her, Emily's mind is fascinating mm -hmm. to me and how much she can think of. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yes the twists and turns and like having like everything happen. Like I could go into so many things, like hours and hours of talking with people about stuff yep. and this show. It's insane. Mm -hmm. But now season four is over and things are a little bit up in the air for season five. Mm -hmm. We were supposed to be confirmed for season five as a plan before um, IDW had the, um, the money for it. That was kind of the thing is they had the money for four and five. But now money isn't a problem. It's finding a new network streaming service or whatever for season five. Mm -hmm. And so for uh, season four, we had fight for Winona. And now for season five, we have bring Winona home. Mm -hmm. And so as I've noticed, uh, you, Bonnie, and a few other herbers on Twitter have really uh, taken a lead on this new campaign for season five. Is... Mm -hmm. Does this feel like normal for you talking about fighting for a new season after fight for Winona? Is there pressure to be a leader? Do you feel like a leader in this campaign? What is 
kind of, what is that like? Well, it's, you know, for folks like myself who've been around since season one, season one, aired, we, had, we had a fight right after season one. I mean, we had four to five weeks with nothing coming from the sci-fi channel. This could have been a one and done show. I mean, as most folks know, even from the beginning, the, the TV ratings, you know, the big numbers that folks look at for renewals that make money on advertising, have never been strong for Winona. We've always been ratings challenged. Uh, so the, the mode of being in a fight for the show, for, for myself, that's always <laughs> might be at different levels, uh, things like that. I mean, with, with the exception maybe of the season four renewal coming right when season three had just started. Otherwise, every other season, it was always a keep the uh, hashtag use up, keep talking up the show, keep looking at the numbers, keep worrying about what was going to happen. So the, the, maybe the mode of the fight or the angle we're taking has certainly adjusted over the years, but it's been an almost every single year situation. Um, this year is obviously different since we have been officially canceled by the sci-fi channel. Um, so the, the producers are having to look for a new, like you said, network of streaming service. Um, so it's always been a case. I mean, back in 2019, when, when IDW said they had financial issues and couldn't, you know, finance the season, we had to um, take to social media and actually eventually to billboards in Times Square to try to get them uh, to look at this and realize they couldn't just let it go away. They were going to have to deal with it. Um, so that was a different situation than now where we're not so much. The fans aren't quite as, I don't want to say involved, but aren't really as in control, if you will, or as focused on one specific thing like it was then, meaning IDW, company, trying to make sure they got the finance straight. Now it's like, we're just talking the show up quite a bit because the producers are the ones who have to find a new home. Mm -hmm. So we're just here to support them by being very active. Yeah. Um, so we've always been involved. I know this time around, uh, the Bring Winona home campaign, uh, folks like Jill and Lindsay and Kayla have been spearheading the vast majority of things happening there and then other fans stepping up to buy mobile billboards and actually you know in real life a billboard in, in hollywood to try to keep the visibility there just so that as the producers talk to networks they go oh yeah that's right i saw this happening yeah. or our, our our social media folks tell us our, our hashtag is blowing up or our twitter account mm -hmm. uh facebook page email response forums whatever it might be yeah. so Everyone's involved to whatever degree they can. Um, these fights, having been through several of them in the sense of support, these things can last for months. So it can take a toll on folks. So it is a case of, you know, when you have the time, if you could be tweeting using the hashtags or reaching out to some of these networks, wonderful. But don't overdo it. Don't stress yourself out. Even Emily has mentioned on many occasions, be sure to enjoy this journey. Um, you know, we are at the point where we don't know if there will be a season five or more. Uh, we just stay positive keep talking up the show. Lots of very creative purpose out there with content to kind of give us things to do. Folks like yourself too, and other folks creating podcasts and other things. At this point, we need to lean a little more on the fandom for yeah. some of our perp entertainment uh, and just rewatching and enjoying the show. So yeah, the fight has kind of always been there to one degree or another. Um, different focuses sometimes, but purpose have always stood up and done the best they can. So um, that's been the wonderful thing is knowing we're all in this together. Oh yeah. I, I've noticed because we kind of have a little bit more up in the air with, like you said, the season four, we were focusing on IDW and the funding of it. But for this one, it's kind of, I wouldn't say all over the place because it, I think it's quite organized in certain things, but, um, we're 
we aren't focusing on one thing. We're kind of focusing on all networks, all streaming services. And like you said, um, Kayla and stuff, I noticed on Twitter, like there's always a schedule for the week of who we're focusing, uh, kind of messaging and tweeting at and mm -hmm. like what what distributors that day or what streaming services are this day and like ideas for tweets. And I think for like someone like me who is younger and I'm not the social media person as a young person might, as people might think young people are, that's not me. I'm mm -hmm. not, I don't do that that often, but having like that and having ideas, I'm like, okay, I can do this. And people are actually like emailing, mm -hmm. emailing these things. I'm like, okay, whoa, that's crazy. And <laughs> I need to get on that. And what makes it better is people are actually starting to see responses now from these places. Like Hulu has responded with, we're putting this into this area so people can vote on it. So um hulu like in that area the more votes we get in that the better the chances that the higher-ups are going to see it and review it and look at the show and there's stuff from like spectrum originals have been like we see you we like we see we see this and things are happening and we're, yep. we're obviously aware and i'm like okay that is like every time that happens everybody's like okay we have a little bit of hope more for something like they're seeing us and so we have to keep doing this Mm -hmm. because the visit yeah the visibility is what it is you just want to since we can't make them do anything oh yeah un unlike yeah. a little bit with idw the idea was to mm -hmm. make them to you know yeah straighten out their finances and take care of it mm -hmm. now it's just yeah. exactly like you said Bailey. it's get enough talking going on the social media so that these networks go yeah okay urpers you know we see you're there and like you said in the case you know as of the day we're recording this um hulu and uh imdb tv both said from some email responses to Urpers, okay, well, we have an area in our online community, in our forums, where fans can vote up ideas. I mean, it doesn't mean they're going to do it, but you know the Urpers are going to swarm oh, we're in quickly try our hardest <laughs> and to... put in comments and vote up things so that if nothing yeah. else, like you just said, the folks at the network will say, yeah, we do see these folks. And also one of the keys, too, that's been there all along, and I think it's very important, certainly in this situation where we're looking for another network, is the Urpers do it with polite no chill. That has been yeah. our motto since day one, meaning we're not going to take this with an attitude or, or, you know, talk down on anyone, whoever it might be. It's just, we're here. We hope you see us. Thank you. And, you know, yeah. best of luck. It's, it, we want to be sure we're the fandom that a network wants to have mm -hmm. involved yeah. with their community and, and talking with their show. So that, that sometimes has been a thing with other uh, fans over the years, whatever is negativity. We, you know, the Urpers normally stay away from that. We try to focus on the positive. Yeah. I think that's one of the best parts about this is staying like we're very positive, very polite about our approach to fighting for the show. And because we know we're just like wherever this show goes, we will follow. Mm -hmm. And we do that exactly. a lot with with the cast and um, and stuff like whatever, whatever new thing they're in, we're going to go watch like Shamir has a new movie out mm -hmm. of like a new Netflix movie. Have yet to watch it. I was planning on it. I just things are busy now. Um, we're like everything goes and I'm like we find new stuff so we know like we're just telling them hey wherever this show ends up going we're gonna be here mm -hmm. we may not be the biggest fandom ever but like we're enough to do something because mm -hmm. we've done it before yep. and I think it's 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 a good thing to see like people keep going because I think it's really easy just to like why hasn't it happened yet? Like kind of thing. Like we're just like eager yeah. on the edge of our seats, but it's, it's mm -hmm. the patience of the game. We're like in the long run and mm -hmm. stuff. And 
even like there's Emily's talked about like a movie like and we're just like I will take whatever I can get for more herb content at this point like seeing the cast again all in, would. <laughs> in any form is what I'd get but like like yep. the movie idea I was like really intrigued about though I was like 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 10 years later like what are they up to sort of thing it's like it's like mm. these new like show reunions like friends reunion and like the will and grace reboot and stuff like that I'm like this is this is kind of the stuff I want to like I'm interested in because like it's been so long since the show but like mm. I personally don't want to wait that long I'm like I don't want to wait 10 years before a show can come back but I'd be grateful if it did in mm. any form yeah and it's also tough I know definitely for newer fans um especially you know I who get a little frustrated because it's been a little while since the announcement and we haven't had any quote news of possibilities. And I, I oftentimes get uh, replies on Twitter and messages. Well, how are we doing? Is it, is it closer? Is it going to happen? Does it look good? Does it look bad? And unfortunately the reality in this case is we're probably not going to hear anything until we hear one of two things, either a, a big yeah. PR announcement that the show has been picked up somewhere. Mm -hmm. We'll all rejoice. Uh, or we'll hear from the producers who say we've exhausted all options and, you know, contracts have expired and we have to let it go. I mean, unfortunately, yeah. there isn't like a status check. I mean, back in 2019 with the fight for an owner, it was a little over four months from the time that we became officially aware of what was going on until we got the announcement that yes, season four is coming back. During that time, we had nothing other than a couple of polite tweets from IDW that basically said a little what you mentioned earlier from like what Hulu's and others have said, which is we see you. Well, see us doesn't mean anything. Yeah. All they did was acknowledge they saw us. So even then, that was over four months with no status updates. So I'm afraid it's probably going to be the same kind of deal here yeah. uh, that uh, we won't get a status check. We won't know what is going to happen until we get something mm -hmm. official, very good or very bad. So yeah. that's why we tell folks, enjoy the journey. I mean, if you enjoy mm -hmm. posting these things on social media or reaching out via email, as some folks have done, or contributing if you have uh, the means to some of these billboard things, do it for the enjoyment of the journey, much like what Herb has been like, because we yeah. can't control where it's going to go. Yeah. And the amount of like, it's an, it's it's really crazy to think about the amount of um, people that have joined this fandom just through quarantine. Mm -hmm. Like, yes. And like, I've met a few people, I've had people on the podcast that like, just watched the show, one of them, Paige, started in January. Mm -hmm. So like that's after 4B even, like 4A even, and she like only watched 4B live. I'm like, that's crazy to think how many people are here and they're like just as involved and they've put their heart outs and now they're in this waiting game that they haven't yeah. been in before. Yeah, so that's and, why, that's what is tough. It's there's so many people, it's new. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's where I say it's tough. And that's where I do try to, you know, when I can reply and see some folks only having been through this for now five plus years. Um, yeah kind of gotten a little used to the fact that yes it's life on the edge it's we don't know what's going to happen for most of our time it's kind of been our I don't want to say curse but as Emily has said you know the universe looks down on wine on earth and sometimes we get some amazingly good things to happen and sometimes some not so good things but yeah. but it is wonderful to see all the new faces and the folks who have become active on social media or, or folks who've reached out to us for the podcast just like you said, Bailey, that just found it just weeks ago or a few months ago, or like you even just around a certain start of a season. Um, and that's actually one, one of the biggest joys, actually, that I don't want to say shocked me, but definitely surprised me with our podcast. Because again, since we were back around the beginning of the show, now up over 200 episodes, uh, it has been wonderful to see so many Erpers who mentioned, yeah, I came in kind of late, so I went back to the beginning of your podcast and I listened from the start. 
And I was able to feel like I was there when you were excited about a renewal or you were disappointed because we didn't hear anything from the network. So I got to ride that roller coaster a little bit with everybody. And that was such yeah. a wonderful thing. It, it, you know, that's the great thing about podcasts. They're always there. But in this case of the up and down nature with this show is like, these folks got a chance to feel like they were there. Yeah. They got the excitement or whatever. So that's been, that's been a great joy to be able to give folks that. It's, it's very interesting. I've done a complete listen all the way back to the beginning of Tales of Black Badge. I, I was like, I had this stint where it was, it was like after 4A ended. And I was like, I should really listen to this. I, see it on Twitter like I go and then I just like binged like all of it just like like driving from practice like to and from I just listened to it like this is the best thing I've ever heard I'm like reliving watching all of these episodes again yeah and that's that's what's wonderful that's that and that's why when folks you know I don't want to be negative but but if we don't have any newer for a long period of time or for whatever it might be we still have 49 amazing episodes of our and, uh, and there are other podcasts now out there covering the show and folks who've done reactions and recaps and all these online discussions, like you said, friends groups who get together. I mean, there's lots of ways for us to keep the fire going and to keep having fun with it. Sometimes we just have to do it in more of a let's go back and, uh, and re-examine some of the things that occurred to, to really make it an even richer experience each time. Yeah, it's, it's, one, it's one of the joys is like, I can always think about like, if I need more Winona, I'm just going to go rewatch the show. Mm-hmm. Like no matter like if we get more or not, like I can always have this show. It'll, it'll be there mm-hmm. in some way. I'm like, I, if, if I need something, if I need a pick me up or whatever, even though the emotion in the show is crazy. And I like, if, if it just makes me happy, even if it's sad for some reason, I don't know why, but I can always just lean mm-hmm. on this show to give me some form of comfort even if season five is up in the air, like that's always going to be there for myself. And I know a lot of other Irpers relate in that way. Yeah. Yeah. If you can, if you can go all in and just live in the moment of watching these eps, it, it just, it's so special. And, and, you know, anytime I'm rewatching, if I go back and you can, after every episode, like you said, check out uh, uh, Bridget did wonderful postmortems with Emily after each episode get a little deeper and you learn a little more so when you watch the next episode you see something you haven't seen before as we know the dialogue is so sharp uh, it can be third fourth fifth watch before you catch a great line you didn't hear up until then um and how many shows have that much rewatch value you know you want there's a lot of things i watch and enjoy but i know i'm never going to go back and rewatch it it's just it was what it was in the moment this show's not that case we get so much reward by going back and doing that yeah, and we're gonna do a bit of a transition with the show being up in the air and Winona's always kind of been that show where it's like after every season, it's kind of questionable if whether it's not gonna return is very much like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm-hmm. I have a friend, an herbal friend of mine watched the show and she's like, you guys have to watch this because Emily and the cast have always referenced Buffy as an inspiration for this show. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know, whatever. And I wasn't even born when it ended. So I was like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what the show is. And so I, I just started watching this show like a few weeks ago. Uh-huh. And I'm like, this makes so much sense now. Doesn't I it? understand see? what's happening. <laughs> and... It is such a reward to see folks like you able to do that now. Because yes, there is so many parallels, both story, characters, um, journeys, uh, and, and relatability to the characters, the, the 
the humor. I mean, it's there is so much there. I mean, I got early vibes, especially episode 104, as I've said many times, the blade, the way the team worked together in Winona Earp there with the little seance, with the dialogue, especially between the Earp sisters and all. I got major Buffy vibes there and was seeing it more as I got into it. And then it was at one of the San Diego Comic-Con panels where Emily talked. Um, and really, as you pointed out, Billy Kid said, no, Buffy was a big inspiration for where we went, some ideas and so forth. So that's what's made that so much fun with doing the Buffy Erpers podcast that I started was a chance to, because I'm always rewatching Buffy in the sense that I'm one of those completists. I start at the beginning, go to the oh, end, yeah. and then wait a little bit and then start all over again. So I'm always watching. So starting one for specifically the Buffy Erpers podcasts, it's just been another joy because I can now oh, yeah. see Buffy in a slightly different light with some parallels, some contrasts, some other things. But yeah, it's wonderful when I hear folks obviously getting into the one on Earth, but obviously when they say, oh, I'm going to I'm going to finally give Buffy a try. Yeah. Um, and as you said, you know, it started quite a while ago. I mean, it first started airing in the 90s. The production values are <laughs> pretty low in those early seasons. Little rough around the edges, kind of getting its feet under itself. But once it does, man, whoa, what a ride that is! Yeah, it's and I've I've obviously I had this since I listened to the Buffy. I've noticed on there there's the Buffy Airport podcast, and so it's like I'm gonna. So that's was like that was one of the things. Like this is on here, and I'm a completist. Also, I'm gonna listen to every episode. I'm mm -hmm. not gonna. I mean, like I may skip around on episodes, but I'm eventually gonna listen to all of them. And then my friends like really talking up Buffy and like, and so, so I was like, okay, well, I have two reasons I have to watch the show now. So I'm going to start watching it. <laughs> and so I started watching it and I'm like, I'm listening to these podcasts kind of as I'm going through and I'm, I'm don't care about spoilers. I kind of like having the knowledge and like waiting to see like when that's going to happen and how it ends up happening. So okay. listening to, listening to the end of your podcast when you're like, okay, this is where we're going to get into the spoiler section of it. Oh no, like, really? I, you're, now you know too much. <laughs> I, I, I don't, but I don't listen. And then I eventually like, got so busy where I was just watching the show and I got so ahead like I'm in season five and I'm I think I'm on like somewhere season two of the Buffy Erpers podcast where I'm enough ahead where you say spoilers I'm like I actually just watched that episode <laughs> there you go <laughs> exactly. well if you're in, if you're in season five whereabouts are you halfway three quarters, one quarter. season five I'm halfway through I I okay. just finished episode 11 season five okay no, no spoilers here folks but okay um, yeah, you're going to have to keep me posted as you go through. Um, it's, it's, I can't say anything else. That is, it's yeah. crazy. Things have happened. And I'm like texting my friend like, what is happening? Oh, my gosh. Wait a second. I'm like, yeah. there's so many things. And like the characters. And then I'm also watching Angel at the same time. Oh, because, oh like, man, go you were doubling up. Good way. Yes. yes. Yeah. I, was, I, I asked my crossover friend. Crossover like, episodes there and everything. Yes. Yeah. And so I'm going to do stuff. And I love, and I love like genre and sci-fi television and the the lore especially an angel with going back into his history and everything yeah. is, mm -hmm. i that's the that's the type of stuff i love to see in tv shows like that's mm -hmm. that's where i'm at and so like the flashbacks in winona i was like yes <laughs> history and i'm like i need more yes yeah no there's yeah. some great stuff there we'll we'll have to at some point see if we can get you on the guest host oh. on buffy arpers or yes something. especially where you're making them. the journey there we'll have to keep that in mind because that's yeah. that's part of the fun i mean that's why i love doing like those rewatches for Buffy um, or getting a chance at a convention like Dragon Con that I do every year where it's a fan-based convention. We talk about shows like Buffy, come up with new ways to look at the show. I just love when we can look at these things, get someone new into it, find a new perspective we never thought of before. Um, 
again, it just it makes these things just so much richer when you get so much yeah. more out of them. And I like my friend, like everybody talks about like season one of Buffy is a little bit hard to get through. Yeah. And I mean, there's only 12 episodes. So I knew like if it was if it, if it was bad, it wasn't going to last that long. <laughs> but as, as I said, I'm not like a super analytical person. I'm not like some big TV critic. I'm young and I just watch TV for the enjoyment. So I sat there and I was like, okay, you guys said it was bad. I actually enjoyed this. I, well, good I'm, then. I'm, I'm, I'm not upset then you're, with you're like, really in for a TV. Yeah, yeah then and then really it just got so much better. And I was yes. like, oh my gosh, what is <laughs> happening? Like, there's so many things. I'm like, and like people, like new characters being added like almost every season. I'm like, this is great. Like the Scooby gang is growing mm -hmm. and I love it. And I love that Excellent. they reference themselves at the Scooby gang. And then <laughs> Sarah Michelle Geller goes on to play Daphne and Scooby-Doo. Yeah, like, see, I was you never like, know what's gonna happen. <laughs> it, it, it just, it throws me off and I'm like, I enjoy every minute and I just sit there and I, I watch it and then I go back and forth between that and Angel because actually my friend gave me a list of like how to watch the episodes. Oh good, together. so you have the crossovers, you know when to Yeah, and so I know good. like what order everything's in. And so I just, like right now with season five and season two of Angel, it's kind of just a back and forth game. So I watch one episode, Buffy, one episode, Angel, and I just go back and forth. Mm -hmm. And then I get to yeah. crossovers and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I couldn't, like I couldn't imagine like watching it not together because like, there'd be things where I'd, I'd be thrown off. I'm like, wait, something happened over here and I don't know about it. Hmm. And like, you think- I mean, they, they, did a, yeah. they did a pretty they did good a job so you can get away without both. But again, it's richer with both because that's, mm -hmm. I mean, they used to have them airing one after the other on the same night. Yeah. So it just made sense to, yeah. to watch them that way. So that's good. That's yeah. good. That's the perfect way to do it because yeah, there's some rich, very rich storytelling and character development in Angel and some of the yeah. Buffy characters that eventually moved to Angel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're, You've got, yeah, I don't want to say too much. <laughs> I've, trust me, I've, I've accidentally spoiled stuff for myself. Okay. Because I was, I was, I was looking up stuff uh, for the actors. Cause like, I recognize these actors before. And like, my friend's like, yeah, a lot of people like started on Buffy, like their acting career, like started around then. Like mm -hmm. Wentworth Miller, I saw, and I was like, oh my yes. gosh, yep. I remember mm -hmm. him. Cause like, I watched this, <laughs> I watched the Arrowverse shows and those crossovers are big, but that's like, only a few episodes like for each show and mm -hmm. like people like get confused with that I'm like I get so much confused if I didn't watch both of these at the same time because they like make references like even if it's not an episode crossover they'll like talk references about what's happening in each show mm -hmm. and I'm like it's it's crazy and I'm enjoying every minute of it especially Fantastic. in quarantine I'm not doing that much so I have a lot of time to watch stuff hey then there you go you got a perfect perfect way to fill time yeah I oh. I, it makes everything is starting to make sense with Buffy and Winona now. And mm -hmm. if anybody hasn't watched Buffy, it's on Hulu. So is Angel. That's how I'm watching it. It's on Hulu. Great watch. It's mm -hmm. normal TV, 22 episodes, which is like normal TV yep. shows I watch. So that wasn't like, it's not like long to me because I understand like the 22 episode type of shows. So I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm like, this is great. It's, <laughs> it's, it's like, I love finding new shows and having like a long show to watch because mm -hmm. it's been so long since like new shows have come out mm -hmm. and stuff has gone because of the pushback with the pandemic mm -hmm. where I like started watching, like waiting for my TV shows to come back on. I'm watching this. I'm like, this is fulfilling everything I wanted. Like, I think I like this more some of than some of the other shows that I used to really like, like. There you go. And that's that's the great thing. When you find a show like Winona and you realize there's a certain, you now have a style and type 
that you can enjoy and reaching out to other friends saying, okay, I, I'm not saying it has to be as good as this one, but what other shows kind of are going to hit me emotionally in the same way or give me the same enjoyment too. Yeah. Um, let me throw out another name. I don't know. Have you watched Lost Girl? Lost Girl? No. I am trying to figure out where I can watch it. Okay. It's on right now. It's available on for free on CW Seed. CWC. Okay, I can or, do that. Or the CW website, yes. uh, I believe. Um, and I'm just, you know, Emily. That's, that's Emily, Emily was a showrunner. Yeah. yeah, she was a showrunner there. For, that's where I both discovered her, became aware of her. Um, and Lost Girl, for at least for me, like Buffy and like Winona, those are my top tier shows. There's a lot of similar things going to happen in Lost Girl that you see in Buffy and in, in Winona. So you like those Bailey I'm going to tell you you're probably going to enjoy Lost Girl that's been on my list because I like I said like I like to follow the cast and what they do so I've, I've gone back and watched like some of their older stuff or like mm -hmm. I actually ended up watching Letterkenny because Melanie was on Letterkenny yeah and and that's like that's just the comfort that's just like a comfort comedy show yeah for me like <laughs> it, I can always laugh at Letterkenny and so I like to I like to follow up what they do and see like how they've grown and what's changed and like what have they played in different like characters? So it's like, it's interesting to see like the range that mm -hmm. these actors have. And so Lost Girl has been like in the back of my head on my list at some point. Yep. And I'm like, I... once this will be like my summer show. Okay. Like maybe after you get through Buffy or something, but definitely like I get through highly Buffy, recommended. <laughs> and then like, I'm a Star Wars fan. So mm -hmm. Bad Batch is coming out. That's right. Yeah. And so I'll, I'm like, I have to rewatch Clone Wars again. And then I have to watch Bad Batch. And then like it's, it's tough having to rewatch all this great entertainment, isn't it? Yes. I'm like, I'm like, it's like such a struggle. I'm like, oh my God, my favorite TV show. I have to watch it again. Ugh. Oh yeah, tough. It's tough. Yeah. It's 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 all part of the fun though. I don't know how many times yeah. we watched like shows, and that's what's like, great. I mean, I the pandemic is a horrible thing in the world, but at least for many of us, it's at a time when we have access to a lot of entertainment. Yeah. If you're gonna be stuck at home. It, you know, at least it wasn't back in the 70s or 80s when we had four channels and yeah. <laughs> didn't yeah. have access to a lot of things. So, I mean, in that sense, at least it's giving you something to be able to do. Yeah. And many others. I mean, as you said, because there's so many ERPers who discovered the show during the pandemic, too. So mm -hmm. um, it, it's it's good. But yeah, I'm glad I'm glad Lost Girls on your list. I, I think based on yeah. what you and told me that you like, I think there's a real good chance. Yeah. And like, I'm pretty sure like Cat Burrell was Cat on Lost Girl in an episode. In yes. I'm like, yep. this is everything I need. Like Tim, Tim is in there as well. Tim, yes, Mel, Tim's think, in there. I'm know. like, oh my gosh. It's insane. Like how many, <laughs> like how many, like, yes, Canada only has 10 actors. We know. <laughs> and so like you see them in so many things and things cross over, like the actress that um, played Shay mm -hmm. from season two. She's in Letterkenny. Okay. Yep. And I, I was like, is that Shay? Like, oh my gosh, she, she looks completely different because her hair is different. Right. And it, like, it's like weird because it was like long ago, but not that long ago. I was like, wait a second. Like a lots, lots of things cross over and you see certain episodes like Working Moms is another show that I like to watch just because Danny's in it, Kat's in it and stuff like that. And so I like, I just like finding things and like apparently Canadian TV shows are really good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like. <laughs> And like, I didn't know that because I'm so young and I'm finding all these things. I'm like, wait, this is quality television over here. I oh, should start absolutely. watching things. Yes. Yes. I hope, I hope you also have Orphan Black on your list somewhere. Oh my gosh, I think, no, 
the thing is, is I heard about the show because my sister, I think, watched it for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so that's, it's in my head. And then I'm seeing so many things. I'm like, okay, this is like my type of TV. I'm going to have mm-hmm. to watch this at some point too. Yep. Like there's so many things where I'm like, I've heard of this, but I didn't know it was like this. I thought it was mm-hmm. like something else. I'm like, no, this is actually my genre that I prefer. Yep. And it's very oh. interesting to like, to I find new shows all the time. I'm like, this is on my list. I'm like, I have a lineup of TV. And then my mom's like, you should watch this show. I'm like, mother, you do not understand how many shows that I have planned to watch. Like I will watch Shit's Creek. Just give me some time. <laughs> Too many good choices. <laughs> it's it's insane and one of those new shows that I end up watching and this was because I watch Emily from Pretty Bicycle Tours mm-hmm. on YouTube she does a lot yep. of reaction stuff that's how I actually found Winona is mm-hmm. because she was doing it because I was watching her Supergirl and Legends reactions yep and so she was doing Winona so I started watching those I was like okay this is an interesting show has some queer characters I'm queer so I'm gonna watch it Mm-hmm. And then she was watching uh, Warren, a new show out on Netflix. It came out pretty recently. So I was like, I'm going to watch this because I like the historical kind of aspect and stuff. And now it turns out that you are running new podcasts into the Halo for Warrior Nun with a few others. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very excited. Did you, did you just watch Warrior Nun because it came out and it looked interested or did you find it another way? Well, um, one of the podcasts that I do and have done for about 13 years is tuning into sci-fi TV. Um, we're up to about episode uh, 560 something. We've been doing it for a long time, my friends Brent and Wendy and I, because we're all big fans of genre shows. So we used to chat a little bit about them anyway and kind of said, well, why don't we do a podcast on it? So we're covering whatever genre shows are coming, news about them, cancellations, renewals, things like that. So we have a pretty good ear for for shows that are coming to the genre. So Warrior Nun was something I you know, saw a trailer of when Netflix put it out. Definitely looked like it was up my alley. Strong female characters. That's you know, a little sass in there with some of them. Some fun stuff and some epic story bits mm-hmm. uh, with, with genre. So it was one I was aware of. And I definitely, once I uh, watched it when it became available in last July, I greatly enjoyed it. I really did. I've rewatched it, it a couple of times. It was um, very good. Yeah. And... Um, one of the podcasts I listen to, Forever Fangirls, with Kimberly and Sheila, um, they cover many different shows and, and topics. Uh, they did an episode on Warrior Nun, and I could tell they were big fans. So I just reached out and said, hey, would you want to do a Warrior Nun podcast? You know, it might be a fun way just to talk about some of the deep topics that are there. So, yeah, we're just starting one up now. Just recorded our introduction episode actually this week, which should be out soon. So we'll be the coming months. We'll be covering the episodes and some of the themes in the show. Uh, looking forward to season two whenever we get that it's, so yeah I was very interested I'm not a religious person but I'm interested in religions I love the history of it and like the catholic church goes very far back in history and so I'm like I like learning about that stuff so it was that and then it was plus like sci-fi stuff and I was like he's mm-hmm. like like this piques my just like academic interests and then like my tv interests like worlds collide and I <laughs> sat through it and I just binged the show like I could binge it in a day if I really wanted to Mm because I was like there's there's a few episodes as most shows are now condensing um episodes in a season to shorter Mm -hmm. seasons um which I kind of prefer because you don't have those filler episodes that are sometimes kind of hard to get into it's kind of just pure story pure character arc and it's it's just full 
And I love, and that's where a lot of the analyzing comes from is those shorter shows. You get kind of that stuff because you don't have to like skip over things. You can just go full deep into it. And mm -hmm. it's very much enjoyable. And like that, it's like, there's so many good shows and like a lot of sci-fi shows and things like that are starting to have these female leads, like, mm -hmm. and it's starting to grow. And I think it's good and having that and in certain shows and my favorite shows because that's just I want to watch stuff that represents me obviously too having queer representation in those as well even if the queer representation isn't the lead it's in the supporting characters who for Winona like I don't even consider them supporting characters like this is like it's Winona oh. Earth but like it's like there it's an ensemble yes through and yep. through mm -hmm. and I think for I think it's good because like a lot of people in the herb fandom didn't get that growing up like you you just didn't see it mm -hmm. and even for me in like main television because obviously I watched kids shows and those were a little bit different but I would see shows just on like regular tv and I didn't even see it then and now as I've gone through my teen years and kind of found myself I found these shows with female leads and it's it's very much influenced me, obviously, because I'm at an influential age in my life and going through things, going to adulthood. I'm seeing these things and I'm like, this is this is what everybody needs. And like the fact that it hasn't happened is like crazy to me. I'm like, this is great TV. People need to get on this. What are mm -hmm. you doing? Females, female leads are like some of the best TV shows right now for, in my opinion, I don't want, I don't, I don't watch like, Grey's Anatomy, CBS, stuff like that. Like, that's not where my stuff lies. And I know there's male leads and I know a lot of people enjoy those shows, but I'm like, genre television is a very niche place. And for people who need that sort of representation in those areas, I think should just try it out, mm -hmm. see what happens. And if you like it, you like it. If you don't, that's okay. But you know, this is there if you need it. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, it's wonderful to be a, a a TV fan now, I mean, we're, we're in an explosion period with like 500 scripted TV shows available across all these platforms. So it's great to get content that speaks to you, that you can identify with, has some representation. Um, you, don't, you don't have to be spoon fed just the five or six shows that are available, you know, in the linear networks like there used to be. So it's wonderful to see creators and, and people be able to bring these different stories to light. I mean, some of them don't last, some of them you know, flame out quickly or whatever, but just to get a chance to look around and find something that says, yeah, that's me. That's who I want to see. It's just wonderful to see that now so much more than it ever used to be. Yeah. And people like, I've noticed like, it, why don't it pique my interest because of Way Hot? Mm -hmm. And that's what I originally started. And then, and that's for a lot of people. And then I like, I actually watched the show. I'm like, okay, this isn't just them. This is so much more. Mm -hmm. like and I have such an appreciation not for the show but for the actors and how well they act because as mm -hmm. growing up young I watched kids shows acting not so great obviously because it's kids um and I'm like this is insane like um like I I talk about my friends about this all the time is like Melanie Scrifano could just literally act through her eyes she does not have to say a word there you go. And you can turn off the sound. <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't even have to like hear what she's saying to know what emotion she's invoking. It's insane. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, and then in, um, in 
for 11 when Winona goes blind and she has those colored contacts and I'm like I can't even see her eyes anymore I can just tell through her eyebrows now I'm like what kind of actor can do that and like tone of, all of, tone of voice just the pace of speech and all these other things the physicality she's amazing yeah, absolutely it's, amazing it's insane and so I'm like I'm like learning what tv should be through through this show I'm like this is everybody needs to get on this level of acting here this is too good to miss out on that's the only thing that sometimes comes up in conversations and it always will always has for years and years but especially now with one on earth is folks will find it and they're going so deep and then we're at a point where we don't have any new content and they're like well what else is like one on earth and part of that answer is nothing <laughs> nothing can be on that level but there are yeah. other things that can you know oh yeah can give you something to enjoy but sometimes you just have to realize perfect combination of showrunner writers actors the behind the scenes team the creative people mm -hmm. just create something yeah and it's you know it's also top to bottom good people you know we've been very blessed bonnie and i to have met many of the crew and done interviews with the yeah. cast and production people and just top to bottom nice human beings yeah um, which is just great to see i mean that's what we all hope for so it, it's definitely been a gold mine that way Mm -hmm. and, uh, and we talk about this, but Emily, most people have heard this, but Emily has this policy of like the type of people that she's going to put in her show. It's like, if you're not a good person, you're not going to be in the show. Like no matter mm -hmm. the acting skill or whatever, obviously we want to have a good actor on the show. Like that's a part of it. She's going to put the people who are the best type of people, like the people we already have in a cast. And I think that's something so special about it because you've had shows and you've had you know actors and stuff who like don't necessarily care about the fandom and like the people who actually watch it mm -hmm. that's happened before but with this show like we care about them they care about us and the sort of mutual respect and love that we have for each other makes it all the better like not only do i have this good show but like the cast and the crew and the showrunner are all amazing people also that like i will this whole thing, this whole fandom will be here whether the show is there or not. Exactly. And that's, and you know, that's, that's a special thing. Special. Yeah, yeah it, it really is. You, you can't make that happen. That happens yeah. for that reason that you pointed out with. And, and that's been the beauty too of seeing these uh, actors and Emily at, at some of the different uh, ERP conventions, you know, in downtime between things and just how committed they are to doing things the right way and, and all it's yeah you just you relish it in the sense that it doesn't happen all the time I mean I've been very blessed to have met many actors done interviews and, and there are many great people from my limited encounters with them but none of them as a group or anywhere near with the ERP uh, crew is you know it's just appreciate it you can't always replicate it but you appreciate the hell out of it yeah it's oh, it's so good. I couldn't I couldn't ask for anything better, especially in such a early part of my life. Mm -hmm. Or like I'm gonna have other things that I'm excited about, but to have this now is something that like it's it's people like get nostalgic about things in their childhood. Where like this will be the thing that when I'm like 60, I'll be like I remember this show and the friends that I made through this show is like gonna be forever. Like I will tell my children, my grandchildren about this whole time like it's it's something that it, it holds a very 
special place in my heart and I think it will forever. And that's mm-hmm. the best part about it. Yeah, it is. And that's sometimes where you just have to go back to that. When, you know, we've got the unknown nature of the future. Just go back in your heart to what we got and, and the amazing journey. You, you, collective you, any, you, Bailey, anyone listening to my voice, just whatever part you've been able to go on a journey, just never lose that. Remember that, you know, celebrate it. It's a special it's, thing. Mm-hmm. Very special. Well, that is our time today. Kevin, I am extremely grateful that you were able to come on today. Such yeah, a pleasure. It's my pleasure. Talk. No, I, um, I love talking ERP. I love talking shows. Bailey, someone like you, I've heard your passion and the shows you do. Um, that's, that's a wonderful thing. It really is. So I, I'm glad. I'm glad it's, it's, it's fun to do this with people who care about things like you do. Yeah. It's very <laughs> um, do you want to shout yourself out, tag your Twitters and whatnot? Sure, sure. <clears throat> if folks aren't aware, um, as you've mentioned very graciously, uh, our podcast that Bonnie and I do is Tales of the Black Badge, which you can find on any of the podcasting platforms, um, or at winonaerppodcast.com to look us up. And on social media, uh, I run the Winona Earp Pod Twitter account, and Bonnie runs the Winona Earp Fans one. So if you're looking for info there, and uh, again, if you're looking for other content covering genre shows, uh, tuning into Sci-Fi TV, that's the name of that podcast I do with Wendy and Brent, where we cover uh, all the genre shows and news. And that new podcast for Warrior Nun, if you're interested, folks, is called Into the Halo. Our first episode will be out any day, and you can find us at uh, warriornunpodcast.com. Very new stuff. I'm, I always like listening to to you and Bonnie and everybody talk about shows. I'm like, this is amazing. Um, for everybody else, uh, remember, we are continuing our Bring Wine on a Home campaign, always using hashtags Wine on the Herb and Bring Wine on a Home. Keep tweeting, keep talking about the show. We will get something someday. And with that being said- Stay positive, stay positive. Polite no chill, everybody. Motto of our generation lifetime. <laughs> All right, well, with that being said, once again, thank you, Kevin, and I'll catch everybody next time. And that's the end of the episode, guys. Remember, follow me on Instagram at Bailey's underscore vlogs underscore Twitter at Bailey's TV Rants and on TikTok at Naughty Hot. Thanks all for listening. And I'll see you guys next time.